To our studio audience and millions of listeners, welcome to our weekly podcast broadcast of Seeing Double. This week's episode is brought to you by Clean Soap. You want that really, really good clean soap for a cheap, cheap price? Buy Clean Soap. That is K-L-E-A-N Soap. It only costs 10 cents a box and it will clean everything you want. I am your co-host, Bradford Barth, and our host is the beautiful and talented Stephanie Kretz. Let's get on with the show. Beautiful. Thank you for that lovely introduction, Brad. I wanted to put us in the mood. For For the 40s? Yep. Oh, yeah. So, if you like that, is that good? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> I never know what you're gonna do, and I no, gotta, don't, and I'm I always fix scared. All my levels, and there we go. That sound that that's that's normal. That's normal sound now. You sound normal now. So that wasn't a glitch, everybody. He's just playing with the knobs. I was playing with the knobs <laughs> as he do, as he do because our episode or our movie this week is from yeah. 1946. It's called A Stolen Life, starring Betty Davis. Yeah, and I believe in that time, I think the TV was just starting to become a household item. So most people probably still listen to radio broadcasts, and uh, that was their main entertainment. Yeah, I mean, if you, do you remember in Agent Carter, when, like, one of the earlier episodes, Uh there's this whole, like, it's book, one of the episodes is bookmarked by, like, a teleplay of people doing, like... Captain America saves the day. And then it's like <laughs> them like pounding on big slabs of meat to like, for like, oh, to make the hitting the sound effects and, and shoes on like tables. Yeah, or, yeah. And like a train whistle. And yeah. TV for your ears. Oh, that's what this is podcast. It is. Except instead of no, acting it out, we're yeah. explaining every, we're explaining all the details <laughs> so you don't have to watch it. It's awesome. <laughs> How was your week? <laughs> it's fine. Oh, sounds like it might have been a little stressful. <laughs> it's just been a long few days. A long few days? But no complaints here. I just complained to you for an hour, so no you more did. complaints left. It's pretty good. <laughs> In general, though, things are really good, and I'm very happy with my job situation. So Nice, nice. My wedding went off without a hitch. Oh, yeah. I had a microphone, and I did tweet this earlier this week. But, you know, I'm like a microphone. I so badly just want to walk up there because the only time I ever really have a mic in my face is when we're recording this podcast. And I wanted to be like, welcome to Seeing Double Podcast Wedding Edition. <laughs> 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 but that would have been rude to my brother. I suppose. But you got to keep on brand, man. Yeah. My, my mom gave me a thumbs up at the end. So I did a good job. Good job. <laughs> Great job. What else? Oh, today we had... Uh, Filming happening in our office. Did you? Mm-hmm. You're going to be famous now? No, I, I highly doubt that. Although I did walk in on a filming thing because I was unaware that they were still filming and I went to get a soda and they happened to be by where the soda machine was and I just walked by and then I'm like, oh, there's cameras. Oops. Oops-a-daisy. But a lot of do, do a lot of uh, art mock-ups for this thing today and... uh like, we got the art this morning, and I had 
two hours to basically knock some things out, which was easy, but mm-hmm. it's just a matter of, you know, sizing it, printing it on the clear labels I used to do mock-ups and then applying them. Cool. Then when the producer came, she wanted some more things done, so I did that too. You're so nice Aren't and helpful. I? I try to be. I wrote a story about eBay introducing personalization into its app. Way cool. I used to use eBay. I've learned recently that if you don't go on eBay for a long time, they delete your account. Oh, I go on eBay all the time. I don't have an account anymore. I need to re-sign up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always buying dumb Marvel shit on there. There's Did nothing. you know 80% of, the, of eBay's inventory is new and not used items now? I did nowadays? not. Really? Yeah. Well, isn't that interesting? If you would read my article about <laughs> eBay, you would know all of that. I'm a very busy person. <laughs> I just I don't have time. Although I did see you now have a separate Twitter account for I work. I did. I started my, yeah, if you care about e-commerce news, because <laughs> I'm sure you all do, <laughs> want to find out what Amazon's up to every day and Walmart and eBay and um, who else? I don't know. Any of the, the retail giants, mm-hmm. as it were. It's at Steph Kretz IR. Because I was, I'm an official now at my job, so. So you can have an official Twitter. So I was like, I should get a Twitter. Well, there you go. Yay. Yay. So that's my exciting news, was being official, and I'm very happy about that. And I'm going to have a new couch soon. That's exciting. Yes, it is. New or place a love to seat. lounge. A lounging area. A lounging area. The book AKA reading area. Where I can sit and read or work and not be in my couch that eats my butt. Well. Which I like, though. Because it's comfy. It is very comfy. It's a good nap couch. It is a good nap couch. It's my couch to sleep on during the summer because it's too hot in my room, so. So you sleep there? Yep. Oh. I hang out with Sookie there when I'm Sookie sitting. Yeah, during the summer I usually start in there, and then it's usually two in the morning or so I'm dying of heat exhaustion, and then I come out here and turn the air conditioner on. You need to set up a network of fans. I have a network of fans in my room, but... <laughs> you need a fan to blow the cold air that way, and then one to blow it down the hall, and then one to grab it as it's going down the yeah, hall and blow many, into your room. <laughs> there's too many hallways and walls in the way. It just It's poorly positioned. Yes. So. Or you just fine. have it That's on why all I hate the time. Summer. And then this room is going to be really, really cold, and then that room's sort of a little bit cold. Yeah, it's just like so expensive. Or this fan circulates the air, the ceiling fan. The ceiling fan. I'm on pointing all the at time. it like people can see where I'm pointing. <laughs> Later, we'll post a walkthrough of my apartment so you can understand. No. <laughs> and it will be done in crayon because it'll just be like a you know a sketch. <laughs> uh huh. Let's see. <laughs> on how our am I going to? Non-existent gonna, website. How am I going to segue? Uh. It's summer, just like in this movie, maybe, when yeah. she's riding a boat to go to the island. <laughs> right, and your bedroom's the hot island. Yeah. <laughs> nope. And over here's the cold mainland. <laughs> <laughs> the island actually looks kind of cold. Probably, well, because it's in the middle of the ocean, yeah. or wherever it's at. So anyway, we're doing a stolen life. That's enough banter. We'll have plenty more banter where that came as, from. As we're going through it. It's guaranteed. Um, <laughs> so Betty Davis is running out of a taxi in the beginning of the movie to mm-hmm. catch a boat, but she just misses it. So she's not on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> she sure isn't. <laughs> <laughs> 
worst SNL skit ever. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, not on, on a, a boat. boat. <laughs> wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. And the next boat isn't until 7 the next morning, but she has to get there right now, apparently. Of course. Um, so she walks by some hot random boat guy and asks if she can hitch a ride on his little boat. Right. And she makes the argument that she's not very large, so <laughs> she can fit in with all his inventory. All his, yeah, all his supplies. Um, he's, he agrees, and he lets her hitch a ride with him. Uh, and then she starts, we find out that she's an artist, so she sketches a portrait of him as they uh-huh. ride the rocky waves. She does the art thing. As, or as I imagine it, as they sit in a studio and someone splashes water <laughs> at them and <laughs> shakes their boat. <laughs> That's exactly what was happening. <laughs> it was sort of convincing. It was. It worked really well. But in my head, I was just giggling at how, what, imagining the people on the outs, outside wonder, of the shot were doing. I wonder how they did the splashes. Because it did look kind of like, you know, when you're on a boat and splashes come up. Uh-huh. That's kind of how it happens. Probably not as into the windscreen as it was. Right. <laughs> Maybe they were, like, standing on the side and, like, whipping towels or something to like create some sort of air who knows i don't know we found out her name is kate bosworth everyone calls her katie Mm -hmm. and she's very thankful for his help to get to the island yep and then she meets freddie who is like i can't remember his relationship to her cousin cousin okay i wasn't sure if it was like uncle cousin something like that cousin and did you recognize him? Yes, later he's the grandfather of uh in the parent chat. The parent chat. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> Cuz I was like, "Wait a minute." I was giggling minute. about it the whole time because he has some very interesting insights in this movie as he did in the parent uh-huh. chat. Which means he's just the perfect grandpa. He is. Later on, Kate rides a little sailboat to a lighthouse. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, and the keeper of the lighthouse, he's just not having it. No visitors. And she She's asks, ignoring him. <laughs> yeah, she was so like, whatever, good. dude. She was very pushy. She was like, it's fine. Um, and she asks him, well, first, before that, she was asking him if she could draw a portrait of him. Right. And he was like, no. And so then she rode her sailboat out, sailboat out to see him. Well, she actually met him earlier. So this was in the town. Right. She was... Uh, she ran into him at a shop where he wanted to buy a ship in the mm-hmm. bottle. And she found out he did the lighthouse. And I think she also knew the other guy. Yeah, because, okay, that's what it was. When she got dropped off, he was kind of like, you're not supposed to bring passengers out here. Mm-hmm. And then he was, the guy was taking him to the lighthouse. And then she saw him in town and wanted, right? Didn't she want to ask to do a portrait in town? Yeah, she asked him to do a portrait, and he says no, and then that's why she rides out to the lighthouse. lighthouse. In Um, addition to see the other guy, who's also working out at the lighthouse. Yes. Hot boat man, as I called him before I learned his name. Hot boat guy, excuse me. Um, She HBG. HBG. (laughs) She she makes a little deal with Mr. Folger, who's the lighthouse keeper, that... Uh He can keep this cool boat in a jar she found if, which would like complete his collection or something. Right. um, If he lets her come paint him for an hour every day for the next two weeks. Right. And then HBG comes (laughs) out and they're very flirty and it's very cute. Uh Uh-huh. And then later on in the week, we assume, because the portrait is like half done pretty much. Yep. She's painting him and then the fog rolls in. 
as well as HBG, he rolled on in there with the fog. Yeah. He watches her paint and just kind of hovers a little bit. And then he suggests that she stay for a while because of the fog. Right. It's not safe to go back. Bow chicka wow. No, Steph. It's not how it works in 1946. I don't know. The other one's pretty scandalous. Hey, well, that's the other one. (laughs) They have kind of a nice little bonding time where they talk about how they don't really mind being alone, but they don't want to feel lonely. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I relate to this. It's so nice. Do you? Yeah. I love being alone. But you don't want to be lonely? Right. That's why I have Suki. Oh. And me once a week. And you once a week. (laughs) And some friends that I... Throw myself in there. Occasionally see. I just threw myself into your no lonely time. Invited myself in. That's what yep. I do. I'm M-Y-N-O guy. <laughs> Which is what? Make you not alone. <laughs> <laughs> mino. Mino. Mino Brad. Yeah, Mino Brad. Instead of a Mino Bird, you're a Mino Brad. I'm a Mino Brad. I make you not alone. <laughs> Suki, don't be ripping up on the couch, yo. Such a jerk. Anyway, um, also, I'd like to live in a lighthouse. It's pretty cool. Just saying. Maybe except for when the fog's in, because that fog horn got. Yeah. Would imagine would be pretty annoying. Well, okay, so I want to live in a lighthouse that's not functioning. <laughs> <laughs> like I just but, live in a lighthouse. But then, where's the fun in that? The fun is I live in this weird cylinder building by an ocean. It's got to have a light on the top, otherwise, it's not a lighthouse. Well, yeah. But I don't have to deal. I don't have to warn anybody. They can just deal with it. Yeah. Okay. That's I don't want to do the foghorn part. So you want to live in the lighthouse that is like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? <laughs> no, that one sucks. That one's full of sadness and doom. And it's all underground. Yeah, and it's underground. <laughs> that doesn't count. There is a lighthouse on top of it, though. <laughs> Nobody lives there. <laughs> it's the perfect cover. So while the fog rolls in, they're, they're outside standing on the balcony. Whatever you want to call it outside the lighthouse. Oh, of the lighthouse? Yes. Um, and they get kind of flirty. And she's, she confesses that she didn't want to paint Mr. Folger all along. She just came there for him. Yep. Aww. How scandalous. So scandalous. <laughs> he brings her back to the main, the main island and offers to walk her home. But she kind of gets cold feet and runs away. Mm-hmm. As even, is this? No, that's the next part. Um, sorry. <laughs> Uh, she, so this next part she was lying on a beach kind of dreamily and I definitely thought she was like lying on her bed talking to herself because it's black and white and it's really hard to tell right. it's night and day yep. <laughs> in black and white movies but then she was lying on the beach next to HBG who is who we found out his name is Bill yep. but I just want to keep calling him HBG because that's funnier yeah it's good I like it <laughs> HBG HBG they're holding hands and looking out at the ocean he says he's brought her to this like favorite spot on the island and he tells her you're the first person I've ever brought here. I'm it's sure he very... says that to all the ladies. I know, right? <laughs> Lion ass bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe me. I'm not buying his lines. <laughs> Why not? Because <laughs> he's a little shit. As we know. <laughs> as we find out. Is he? Kind of. Maybe. Okay. Kind of a little shit. We'll see. Oh, sorry, Suki. Let me make room for you. Jesus. Yeah. You can't have her. She wants, you know, 
You got to get that pillow out of the way. No, she likes to lay next to me, next to the pillow. That's her new thing. Yeah. To commandeer one half of the couch. Well, it's her half of the couch. <laughs> Will let's, you just lay down? Let's be honest. And stop staring at me, you creepo. So, anyway, on the beach. Yeah. Okay, they're on the beach. He puts his hands on her shoulders. And for a second, I thought he was going to push her off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't happen in these movies. Like, stay sexy, don't get murdered, Katie. Like, come on. (laughs) You're on a cliff edge with a man you don't really know that well. Be careful. Putting his hands on your shoulders. Uh, (laughs) But he tells her he's going away to a new job, and she's very sad. Um, But then they smooch. Um, And then he walks her home. Can I say how fake the smooching is in these old movies? Yeah, go for it. It's really fake. How fake is it? (laughs) It's like they just put their face on each other and that's it they just smush yeah, just, into each other yeah they just smush into each other there's no interaction other than them smushing into each other to make it look like a kiss i bet their lips don't even touch i'm sure their lips touched i bet their lips don't touch they just i mean do you expect a bunch of tongue action in the 40s no that's why i'm saying they probably didn't even really kiss they probably they had kissed. these they probably had these fake kiss poses like no. you have fake punching poses I think they kissed. You know, where like you, you punch the guy, but you're like a foot off of him, and then he uh-huh. reacts to the punch. They probably do the same thing with kissing. No, they're, they're sm- their faces are smooshing. They just, they just, they, what they do is they go in to look like they're going to kiss, <laughs> and then they suck, they suck all their lips in to look like our people, and they go, and they don't, they don't interact. I don't think so. <laughs> That's inaccurate. Um... But when he walks her home, she puts the gate in between them, which I thought was funny. So he doesn't try to try any funny business to get closer to her. Right. Um, Why doesn't she want him to go home with her? Because she's a demure, pure girl. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't know her life. Well, we find out later, maybe. Well, we know later. It happened. That sort of gets explained later. Does it? I don't remember. You have to read into it, but it's there. You can explain it to me later. I will. Okay. Um, she goes to her bedroom, and we meet her twin sister, Pat. Snap! That's Maybe. why it's a seeing double movie, because she's a twin. Yep. And it's one person playing both parts. Yep. Which is pretty cool for the 40s. Yes. And I think... This movie was more daring with the way they did these double scenes than even The Parent Trap, which was done, what, in 30 years later. Yeah. 2030, yeah. Where they had that dividing line down the middle. This one, it looked like they did some, because there are glitches in some of these double scenes. But They're like lying in bed together. Yeah. And that was one of the glitches Mm -hmm. I saw, where like one of them was not quite moving with the scenery. Uh (laughs) Ah. But yeah, they're really close to each other, like like doing the things that you do now with CGI. Mm-hmm. That like they were doing that in the forties. Yeah, it's really cool, like walking down the street together, uh-huh. like with different angles, not at like the straight on side by side angle, like this, like a slightly diagonal angle uh-huh. of things. Yeah, it was way cool. Yeah, it was very. I was cool. not expecting that level of interaction yeah between the two of them. it was really well done for its time period yes so i would say maybe even better than like ringer 
Sorry, Ringer. Oh, wow. Pilot. Ooh. <laughs> They're even Ringer. on a boat, and that boat seat is even as real CGI. <laughs> there was wind. <laughs> yeah. The rest of Ringer is way better than the pilot, but at least the CGI and stuff. Okay. Um, anyway. <laughs> I try not to shade my girl SMG too much. Probably a good call. Because I love Ringer a lot. Just the pilot is kind of silly. Anyway. <laughs> um, you have to set it up somehow. Yeah. Um, so Kate's twin sister, Pat, is very suspicious of why she's suddenly so happy mm-hmm. and wants to get some girl talk out of her about this. She assumes it's a man that's making her so happy. It's a Cause, man. Because nothing else could, right, ladies? Can't be happy without a man, huh? Not in the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> um kate doesn't say anything about hbg she just says it's you know she's been at the lighthouse painting some old man with a beard down to his ankles yeah and she's been painting a beard down to his ankles no the man so body has... painting <laughs> i'm just <laughs> no she tells pat that the man like it's nothing fancy because it's just an old man with a beard down to his ankles and the long beard. <laughs> yeah, that's what she says. And Pat does not believe her, obviously. <laughs> right, because you'd have to start growing that beard, I don't know, maybe when you're two. Because <laughs> um, I bet beard growth slows after a while. I, I don't know. I only gave my beard nearly a year before I cut it off, and it got decently long. Yeah. But then I had enough of it getting stuck in zippers of things. Like sweaters. I had sweaters with zippers, you know. <laughs> That's how just my normal hair gets stuck in stuff all the time. Yeah. Like you're turning your head and it just, you know, it catch a button weird and it's awkward. Sorry. About so your, I would imagine a beard down to your ankles would be really awkward. If a throat over your shoulder when you're going to use a urinal. <laughs> um, sleeping might be difficult because what if you rolled up in it and uh, then actually pulled your beard? That'd be ouchie. horrible because that's like all face hair there. Ouchie. What else? I don't, I don't know. But I bet you, with the beard down to your ankles, you could win some pretty good beard competitions. You probably need, like, maybe, you know, the super large turbo vat of beard wax to do all the cool things. But, yeah, you can make, like, a battleship with guns and, like, and bomb bullets coming off of it and all that stuff. Because, you know, this is right after World War II. Yeah, so, you know. Right in the, yeah. Anyway... <laughs> enough about my beard pat doesn't believe her so she but she has a date with her boyfriend anyway so it doesn't matter right the next the next day pat is walking along the dock and hbg approaches her yep thinking she's katie right because they had a lunch date right they have a lunch date before he ships off to boston or whatever and so but then pat had a date with her boyfriend Uh so she after hbg asked her to like to go on their lunch date she runs over to her boyfriend and is like hey gotta cancel bye and then runs back to him and then pretends to be and then pretends to be kate kate yeah they have lunch at the cottage that they live at Mm -hmm. um and she uses some of katie's phrases to gain his trust Mm -hmm. not that he'd know any different like he doesn't know that she's a twin so he had no reason to be suspicious in general were some of those phrases like golly gee I don't remember what they were, but probably something similar. (laughs) Yeah. 
I feel like the most distinct thing between Katie and Pat is that Pat is like, hello, I am Pat. And she's very, I don't know, the way she says things is very weird. She's very, uh... Oh, Katie, how could you do that? Yeah. She wants to, she's, she's very, trying to have a stature about her. Yeah. I think they come from money. They do. I mean, they have a cottage on an island. Because isn't their, their parents are dead, right? Which is why they're... Which is why they're with their cousin, Freddie. Hanging out with cuz, Freddie. Bill is like, or sorry, HBG is so enamored with this new Katie that he's like ready to jump her bones on the lawn, the lawn chair. Uh-huh. And he tells her that there was something missing the whole time. It was like she was a cake, but she didn't have the frosting. Right. And now it's like she's got the she's frosting. She's well frosted. Mm. Which is gross. <laughs> I know. I didn't notice that she had her hair frosted because it's a black and white movie and it's hard to tell when hair dyes used. <laughs> Was it just the tits? <laughs> God damn it. No, she's not in Smash Mouth or Sugar Ray. <laughs> I'll let you continue. <laughs> Katie approaches and sees them almost lying on top of each other in the garden and they're clearly about to kiss. And she's like, oh, I guess you didn't forget about our lunch date. <laughs> Oops. HBG obviously likes how forward Pat was, so now he's all confused. But he right. still asks Katie for another date before he leaves or whatever when he gets back. I don't know. He seemed to make a big deal about leaving, and then he was coming back like, the next day. So yeah. I don't know what his deal was. Yeah, maybe he you know, wanted to be with her a little more. Maybe. But then he goes off to Boston the next day. And who should join him on the train? Pat. Good job. And he says, which one is it? And she says, you know. know. Yeah. And he says, I know. Yeah. He thought it was Kate. Uh-huh. No. And then the next day or later that day, I don't know, Katie comes out for the date and he asks, which one is it? Yep. <laughs> Again. <laughs> um, and she assures him it's Kate. She assures him it's Kate. And then they go to a date at the dance hall. And who should happen to be there? Pat. And who doesn't do those things? Pat. Why is Pat there? Because HBG says he told her about it when he saw her in Boston. Katie's Shh. like, what? what? She was in Boston? Why were you with her in Boston? And then it all kind of goes to shit for Katie. Yep. Pat and HBG are making out in the corner. Mm-hmm. She's super upset. Because she really liked him. She really, really, really liked this shitty cake scoundrel <laughs> who smoked a pipe did he yeah oh i don't remember that was that the first portrait him on the boat with a pipe oh uh, yeah there's many scenes of him lighting a pipe <laughs> when he picked her up in the car he lit a pipe <laughs> i was too distracted <laughs> there's a scene know, later in what? the movie where she gives him his pipe tobacco <laughs> <laughs> excuse me mr <laughs> pipe Maybe it's just I noticed that, you know, like everybody seemed to be smoking in this movie. I noticed her smoking a lot. Yeah. I didn't, I guess I just was like, whatever. I assume everyone's always smoking, so it doesn't really enter into my conscious at all. Wow. Interesting. Well, let's move forward. He had a pipe. (laughs) Um, Is the next. She confronts Pat about it and she says they're crazy about each other. And then. Like basically a minute later, they're engaged and then married. <laughs> yep, it happens very fast. Katie is at Pat's side at the wedding. 
Pat tries to throw Katie the bouquet, but she moves aside at the last second, and she's clearly very sad still. Mm. We don't know how much time has passed. I looked away at that point again. I don't know what I was doing. You looked away? Yeah, I didn't see the not receiving of the bouquet. Oh, yeah. She like gets up on the stairs, and then she throws I it at Katie, that. and then she, and she Katie just sidesteps and goes away. I didn't, I, didn't re- I didn't watch that part, apparently. Must have gotten up to get a drink or something. <laughs> or blinked. Don't blink. You can't blink when you watch these. But then my eyes dry out. You have to clockwork orange it the whole time. Toothpicks in my eyelids? Like yeah. Like a cartoon? Hold them open. And then when I get really, really tired, the toothpicks start to bend until they break and I fall asleep? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just want to make sure. Later on in her life, I don't know how much time has passed once more. What are you staring at? Your Hulk socks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have a problem. Yeah. Well, you know, it harkens back to a off-mic conversation we had earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Katie has an art exhibit. Uh-huh. And she sees some guy scrounging around for sandwiches and snacks, which I would probably do the same thing. Yeah. It's good. They thought he was a bum, I think. They did think he was a bum because he was dressed like a bum. And this is where I was like, I texted you and said, this guy's pants are so high. <laughs> Everybody wore their pants really high. I know, but I feel like his pants were especially very high. I half thought about wearing my pants really high while we were <laughs> recording this, but then I thought that you wouldn't be able to talk much. I would be too distracted. Because every time you'd look over, you'd have to laugh really hard. It reminded me of... Urkel? No, actually. In I Love Lucy, um, the other Fred, is that his name? The, the neighbor, yes, Fred and Fred, Ethel. Yes. Fred wore his pants super high, like under his chest, basically. And that's what it reminded me of. Nice. But yeah, so he is basically telling Katie that all the art is amateur. Cause, mm-hmm. And of course he knows because he's a painter. He's basically every hipster guy in Wicker Park in Chicago. Let's just be real. <laughs> every they, guy you run into. Are they that rude? Yes. Wow. I must have never met a real hipster. <laughs> <laughs> That's he, what it feels like. He was quite rude. He was really rude. And very unfiltered. That's the word mm-hmm. I'll use. Like, he was unfiltered. He just said what was in his mind and he didn't say it nice. No. He lacked social skills. One might say. Yeah, so do all the men of Chicago, probably. Not all of them. Thank you very much. I technically live in Chicago. 90%. <laughs> Give 10% the benefit of the doubt. It's probably okay. generous. All right. And I'm the top 0.01% of that 10%. <laughs> <laughs> Is that small enough? I'm the top point oh 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 one <laughs> of that ten percent, uh-huh. which means it's me <laughs> and only me. How many men are in Chicago? Quick, we have to do some math. I don't, I don't want to know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> add some more zeros They're before all, that one. It's all bad either way. I'm sure there's some nice men in Chicago. Don't yell at me, Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Brad thinks his name is Jesus Christ, just so everyone knows. <laughs> As I explain the joke. <laughs> 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 so 
<laughs> so douchey art boy d-a-b <laughs> dab he's gonna dab dab <laughs> That was an accident. I just came up with that. So thank you very much. <laughs> Douchey Art Boy invites her to see some of his art at her or at his shoddy apartment, which again, I will say, stay sexy, don't get murdered. Don't go to some guy's shitty apartment that you don't know right. to look at his art. That's right. just asking to get murdered. I know. Art might be a person. <laughs> art Bell <laughs> from Orphan Black. Or any other art. Mm-hmm. Um... Because she wanted to verify that... His opinion was valid. Valid, yeah. Yeah. That he wasn't talking out his butt, and that he actually was a good artist, and, mm-hmm. you know, just not, you know, throwing shade because he wasn't good. Okay, but when we see his art later, it's like... It's beautiful. Picasso bullshit. Like, it's not... Not all of it was. The one that they did a close-up on when they were in the studio well, yeah, was yeah. like... Yes, that was definitely Picasso-ish. I was like, really, man? Anyway. This is why I'm annoyed with him. <laughs> I'm annoyed that he never got the, an exit. Like, whatever happened to him. Yeah, he just vanished into the yeah. abyss. Into the douche abyss. Because I think he actually liked Kate. He did. Like, for reals. Yeah, for sure. I actually... Anyway, I thought they were going to end up together. No. Yeah. Anyway. So, sorry. Spoilers, I guess. <laughs> Whoa. How dare you? What are you thinking? Spoilers for the next 20 minutes that we're going to talk about. Um, Quick, rewind, and then skip past that part and uh-huh. forget you ever heard it. <laughs> she doesn't. So she doesn't understand why he doesn't like her work, and he points out how demure and innocent she is, and acts like, and she doesn't understand why that's a bad thing mm-hmm. that she's innocent-ish or acts pure, or whatever the hell she is. So they start painting together um at her place she gives him some studio studio pay studio space right and he's teaching her he's teaching her his pants are still really high (laughs) he he continues criticizing her work (laughs) (laughs) did i break you you did his pants are still really high it's oh, so <laughs> quite the interesting thing you latched on to there. They're just, they're really distracting. Although his, he, uh, he made some valid comments, I'm going to say. Like, it wasn't like some bogus thing when, when he was, like, demeaning her artwork. And it's having friends that do art. Yes. And also doing the things I want to do for cosplay, which involve fabrication and, and doing sculpting, mm-hmm. his points are valid. Basically, you know, if you're going to draw a person, you have to remember that that person has muscles and bones and structures underneath their skin, and to make it look realistic, you have to take, into that, that, take that into account. Yeah, I think he was less douchey in this part. Yeah. But I feel like he could have been a little more tactful. In dealing with her. Yeah, he's really angry all the time. He's just a little angry mob inside of him. And he was really talking down to the model. Yeah, he was really mean to the model. Um, I liked her fishnet stockings. She was, she was hot. I liked her. Yep. Um, her hair color was beautiful. I made some really mean comments about him. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what her hair color was because it's a black and white movie. But that shade of gray. Mm. Yeah. 
I say that his art is like faux Picasso bullshit, like every hipster boy. It's slightly different, so it's groundbreaking. <laughs> wow. I was really, really hit a nerve I was with really you, mean the other night. <laughs> really I must have been swiping on Tinder or something before I turned this movie on. <laughs> uh, got you, got you in the mood got for me your comment. Real man, there got you me go. really annoyed with the world. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, while she's painting, she gets a call from HBG. I almost figured out, forgot what his name was. It's HBG. HBG. And she's all like, (laughs) (laughs) didn't they say his last name in that scene? A Mr. uh, S. With an S, didn't it? Esther, Esther. It's like an E or something. Ethel Edwards. Edwards. No. Edmund. Ed. You probably have it later. We can continue because they call her Mrs. Whatever his last name is when they talk about it later. Yeah. Um. I'll look it up. I'm looking it up. It's fine. Um, When she answers the phone, she Uh agrees to meet him to help him find a birthday present for Pat. Right. And then they're in an elevator at a... Department store. (laughs) Department store. It's probably what it is. Emerson. (laughs) I win. God. (laughs) Couldn't even get there. (laughs) Bill Emerson is his name. Always so competitive you are. (laughs) Yep. You have a full-size keyboard and a big screen. He's my little phone. I was at disadvantage asked, from the beginning. You should have asked Alexa. Oh, oh no, I said her name. <laughs> she <Uh-oh>. lit up. <laughs> She's waiting. She's going to say something. No, she won't. I didn't tell her anything. Good. I didn't tell her any of her trigger words. Um, They're in an elevator, and then the elevator attendant, it's like, face the front, please. Apparently, you can't just, like, turn sideways in the elevator. <laughs> did you it's notice interesting. that? <laughs> I did. I, no. I thought that was weird. Is it? Is it because elevators were more dangerous if you didn't look at the door? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is someone going to get you? There were like three or four people in there and she was like facing, she was like leaning against the sidewall looking at him talking and then right. the elevator guy was like, face the front please. Interesting. Maybe only he's allowed to stand sideways. Maybe. Because he's next to the switch that moves it up and down. Yeah. It gets the squirrels running. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming the squirrels operate the elevator. Of course. Because he had to shut the doors all by himself. Yeah. Yeah. True. Don't you wish you had an elevator man all the time? No. I can just be like, what floor, madam? I have to interact with someone. I don't like that. Oh. I like doing things for myself. I'm sorry. (laughs) I didn't know I was such a burden. (laughs) You're not an elevator man. (laughs) You don't know. (laughs) Maybe my other life I am. I mean, whatever Maybe I play D&D, and in the elevators in D&D, I'm the elevator man. I mean, that's fine. You can be whatever you want, D and D. Thank you. But I feel like you should aim higher. Than an elevator man in the fantasy world. What if? <laughs> probably true. <laughs> so she picks out some ridiculous nightgown that he apparently thinks is sexy. <laughs> right. It was real ugly, and it was like big. And <laughs> it's the forties. I know. <laughs> I have a fun fact about that wedding gown. Or that, that's not the a nightgown. The nightgown. Please share. Do uh, you have one? <laughs> I, I have to look it up. They, they did a translation for, how much did it cost? It was. Oh, yeah, I have, uh, I have that too. Oh, you got that thing? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll go to, we'll do that when we're doing fun fact land. 
Why are you looking up fun facts? That's my job. Because, you know, I just wanted to, I was trying to figure out how they did the doubling. <laughs> and it just led me to fun facts. Yeah. I I nothing it. about the doubling. I know. I didn't find anything about the doubling. He, HBG, belatedly realizes that if it's Pat's birthday, it's obviously Kate's birthday, too. Because they're twins. Wow. What if they were born, one was before midnight and one was after midnight? Then technically their birthdays would be on different days. That would be crazy. And I don't recall him ever asking what time of day they, or what day they were born on. That's why he's an asshole. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about Emerson, HBG. I I know. I still think he's kind of a douche, too. Not. Not as not as not bad as Dab. Guy. Dab, yeah, not Dab. <laughs> He's still kind of crappy though. I don't know. All the men in this movie are kind of bad, except for Freddy. Yeah, this part of the movie got me a little confused. Why? Because of what is going to happen next. Oh, okay. I think there's just a lot of time period that we don't know about. No, because this he was there and he was leaving what the next day, right? And then they were going on a trip. He and his wife. Yes. I'm pretty sure that was the time. I don't for, remember. Like, he was in town for business, wanted to pick up a present for his wife that she was going to really, really like, because the following week, which was in the next couple of days, because it was late in the week, they were going to be going on a trip to somewhere in Europe, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. And then, but then... The no, sp- I think time passed. I think the bunch of time passed in between there. No, because she went to the... Yeah, we'll continue. I'll I'll point it out when it's okay. pointing outable. Um, so Kate gets home and it's after eleven, mm-hmm. and Dab is there. His name is Kamuk, which is a really dumb name, by the way. Anyway, he wants to know all about the guy she was on the phone with and who she went to meet. And then he says something like, "She's well, she's very closed off about it." And he uh-huh. says, "You'll never land a guy all closed up like this." And then he says a bunch of other horrible things to her, and then they make out. Well, he kisses her. They made out. He kisses her. That was a smooch. That was a hardcore smooch. Yeah, well, one of those fake movie smooches. No, it was real. Where they get on and listen. No. You do listen like this, and then they press their faces against each other, and then it's just the call of the movie kiss. No. It's, I'm telling you, it's how they do it. That's not how they did it. It's like old people <laughs> kissing on screen, and you just mm-hmm. No. <laughs> You're wrong. I probably am. <laughs> See, this is why I say we don't know when Katie went back to the island. There's not really a time period there. But she makes a comment on the island. Okay, well, we're on the island now. What's okay. your comment? Well, she runs into Pat. Yeah. And she goes, aren't you supposed to be in Europe with HBG? Oh, okay. And Pat happens to be there. Okay. Yeah, and she said she couldn't go. Oh, okay. So it's literally the next week. Gotcha. I see. <laughs> Literally. I could have used some uh, time marker designations. Some, like like a, captions. Like a newspaper with a date and time <laughs> flips up I mean, that's the how they would have done it in away. the 40s. But, <laughs> you know, and now it would have been like three days later. A little time stamp in the corner. Yeah. Not that I need like it to spell it out for me, but it was very unclear. Like Maybe when with they like were... a sound that comes in at the graphic. Like gung gung or something. Yes. The two sisters go run around town together. Like, this is the stuff that seemed kind of like, it was like really well done, but you could also tell it was in front of a right thing. They did a handoff that was really, I would love, just love to know how they pulled that thing off. Because one of them was holding something, and then the other one took it from her. 
Mm. And both faces were in view. It was not one face, one back ahead, which is your normal. I mean, it's like, and I did, I could not find any jitter in there. Like we saw when they're sitting on the bed next to each other. Mm-hmm. There was a point where she was moving and the other person wasn't because I'm assuming that if they do it the way I think they did it, which is you filmed one part, then you film the other part, and then you actually cut them physically, physically together, put these together. I mean, you, you had to be really, really good mm-hmm. at lining those cells up for anything. But, you know, obviously you, you can't spend 17 million years lining up every picture. True. Because you figure it's being filmed, what, maybe 60 frames per second? I, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't idea. know what it was filmed in. No Couldn't clue. Tell I would assume 60. It could be less. It could be 30. Well, I noticed that, you know, as we get into the sailing scene, so they go sailing together. They kind of cheated a little bit with the double stuff, and there was a lot more shots of one facing the other with the back of the head of the other person facing her, and then it would cut away to another one, and it would just be one person talking to the other one right? so that they didn't have to do quite so much splicing together. True, because they had a lot going on in that scene. Yeah, there's a lot going on in the next part where, so they go sailing together. Oh, yeah, another thing was like a girl would be facing away, and the other one would be obscure. (laughs) <laughs> Oops. Obscured by a sail or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> like her face is like covered up by yep. a sail. Um, it's a little boat. They're on a boat. It's a little boat. They're on a little boat. A little Motherfucker. boat. <laughs> um, and then they start sailing into a storm. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. Oh, by the way, Pat made the suggestion and Kate was like, since when do you like sailing? And she's like, well, I've been picking some things up from Emerson. And so she wanted to take her sailing and it was... Unusual. Once again, another unusual thing for Pat to be doing. Yeah. But but please continue. Yeah, it's fine. Um, the water starts getting real choppy. They're getting kind of tossed around. Uh-huh. They're trying to make it to the lighthouse before, you know, the storm really hits them. But there's too many big waves and reefs. And reefs. They're they're trying to hang on for dear life. Their sail gets ripped, and then they collide with the rocks. And Pat goes overboard. She's holding on to Kate's hand. Kate's trying to pull her back on. But the but waves Pat's, keep pulling her out. Yeah. Pat gets slipped away, or Pat slips out of her hand and leaves her wedding ring behind in Kate's hand. But Kate had her finger on the wedding ring, uh-huh. and it came into her palm, and then she grips it. And then Pat gets washed great away. fury. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. And then passes out. And she wakes up, and she's in bed. And she overhears people talking about how they didn't find the other body. Mm-hmm. They keep calling her Mrs. Emerson. You're right. Mm-hmm. I did have it later on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do you always know? It's in my notes. <laughs> because I, I've learned how you, well you take notes. <laughs> um, so obviously they think that she's Pat and not Kate. They think uh-huh. Kate died yep. in the ocean or wherever the hell they are. It's um, probably the ocean. The ocean. Okay. <laughs> that would be my guess. Yeah. I don't think you could get a storm that bad on a lake. Yeah. I wouldn't know, though. I I can't answer. Let's go sailing on Lake Michigan and give it a try. I haven't been sailing on Lake Michigan in years. I've never been. I've been a couple of times. Lost my favorite hat on Lake Michigan during a storm, actually. I'm so sorry. R.I.P. I didn't lose it. I think my dad lost it. Oh. But (laughs) the wind took it away. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. They tell Kate 
they, they think is Pat, that she was spared and it was meant to be because HBG is coming and maybe, you know, everything will work out fine and la la la. They basically say it's fate that she survived and Kate died. Right. <laughs> Which is kind of rude. <laughs> okay. Like Pat's so much better than Kate or something. That was the insinuation I got. Okay. Gotcha. And it spared HBK from being... Uh, HBK. What's his name? HBG. HBG. Scared HBG. Hot boat. <laughs> Hot boat. Cat. Cat. With a K. With a K. Um. <laughs> so he just came over like, oh, I'm Hot oh. Boat Cat. <laughs> uh, that maybe uh, he would have been devastated if his wife had been gone and only her sister was alive. Right. Um. So Kate... Tries to go along with this plan, just like, all right, I'm going to run with this. Yeah. Everyone thinks I'm Pat, and I get to be married to Bill. So. She's still in love with him. Mm-hmm. Why not, man? Now she can have the dream life she always wanted. Yep. So she goes, when she's better, she goes to see him uh-huh. and has a, or Freddie takes her to the airport to meet him. Right. And she has, she tries to have a stiff drink to calm her nerves, but she barely gets a sip in. Mm-hmm. She greets him and kisses him, and then they go back to their house. She asks him, would you like a scotch? And he says, you know mm. I drink bourbon, Pat. Right. Oops. <laughs> yeah, oops. He doesn't seem very happy in this scene. No. He seems to insinuate that something has gone amiss in their marriage. Yep. And he's just going to be there to help her through this, the loss of her sister, but... Then he'll get a hotel. Then they're going to get back on track with what they were dealing with before. So my thing is, what happened in two days? I think he found out about the thing. Oh, okay. So he found out about the other guy. Yeah. So he was getting her this gift, and maybe he walked in on them. I'm sure something like that and happened. And she was like, so he was it with, wasn't me. It he was, was with Kate. It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know the words. <laughs> so he was with Kate shopping, and then he gets home. It's after 11 when he gets home, because that's when it was after 11 for Kate to get home. Right. So yeah, maybe he walked in on something, mm. and then, and then so Pat doesn't go on her trip, and then she goes to the island instead. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Good job. We timelined it. We timelined it. Good job, it. Brad. We did it. That was your doing. Well, thanks for listening. Oh wait, we're not done yet. <laughs> <clears throat> um. So Pat, he says Pat's been lying to him. He mm-hmm. wants a divorce, right. but. She's very insistent that, like, give her another chance. She'll make it right. And right. he's like, that's the most honest thing I've ever heard you say in uh-huh. forever. Yay. Pat, or, sorry, Kate goes home to her, to her, to Pat and HBG's home. Yep. And her dog, Mike, doesn't even recognize her. It's always, always those dogs. Always the dogs. Always the dogs. While the maid is leading her to her room, she or she's leading the maid to her room, so she right. stops and looks at, at herself mirror, in a mirror. And does her hair, and then the maid takes the... It was pretty smart. It was smart, so she watches in the mirror to see where the maid goes so she knows where her room is. Yep. That was very clever. It was clever. She says that Mr. Talbot, or there's like a set of roses on her table, and she says, Mr. Talbot sent the roses. They're white roses. I know this because it's a black and white movie and they were white. Alrighty. <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, they were roses. Uh-huh. I knew there were roses, but... Are there yellow roses? There are. Oh, maybe they're yellow. I think they were white, though. White seems more sexy. Yeah, they were probably white. Sexier, not more sexy. The maid is really pushy about her giving Mr. Talbot a call yeah, to like, thank him. She probably knows something. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he's been there and vice yeah. versa. Yeah. Because he wants to get his frink on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Missy Elliott. <laughs> um, she's like very insistent that she's not going to call him tonight. Just leave her alone. Yep. The maid is like, what's wrong with you, girlfriend? Go get you some. Uh, she looks at the note on the flowers and it says, darling, I must see you. <laughs> what was the note he scratched out? I don't know. It like wasn't. condolences or something? Probably something like that. Yeah. Oh, because, yeah, it was her sister dying. So probably my condolences. <laughs> probably. Uh, awkward. <laughs> Let me get these. Can I get some of my condolences? You know, so the flower guy doesn't know. Because uh-huh. they're in New York. Yeah. And everybody knows everybody in New York. Such a small town. True. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> she tries to make the dog like her by feeding him a bunch of food. <laughs> Poor dog. And she's like, you must like me. <laughs> the dog's going to get diabetes. <laughs> so he's going crazy and playing with one of her pipe cleaners. Yep. Kate, when, when HBG comes home, she says she's planned Bill's favorite dinner, and he's just so surprised. Mm-hmm. And after dinner... He basically gives her an ultimatum that he has to tell, she has to tell the man that she's seeing that it's all over and he's not going to be with her until right. she gets that straightened out. So, yeah, so he must have walked in on them. He must have, yeah. Because he knew exactly who it was. He actually called out his name. Yeah, he says, Mr. Talbot. He's yeah. like, get the Talbot thing straightened out first. Right. And she's like, okay, sure. Because she, she loves him. I love you so much. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you are so good to me. <laughs> no. Let's not do that. Um, so she finally goes to see this mystery man who is another very handsome gentleman. Mm-hmm. He's already, she basically tells him that she doesn't want to see him anymore. And he's just like, girl, what? Because he's already arranging to get divorced mm-hmm. because of her. Is he TCG? Tall city guy. Tall city guy. Yeah. TCG. <laughs> yes. Good job. <laughs> I like that. Yes. So he was going to get a divorce. So from TCG was going to get a divorce. They had it all planned out. Apparently, they've been seeing each other for quite some time. Quite a long time. I know. And he doesn't understand why he's why she's suddenly in love with HBG again. Such a scandal. And he's just so offended because they've been through so much together. So much. And he says, "You're doing to me what you've done to all the others." Uh oh. There's more than one. Uh oh. Apparently. Oh yeah, that guy that she blew off a lunch date on. Okay, I'm yeah. on the board now. Sailor boy. Let's go. SB. <laughs> Sailor boy. Sailor boy. Katie can't face Bill after all this, so she decides to run away. Yep. Um, she starts packing her stuff, and just as she comes down the stairs with her suitcase. Bill walks in the door. He comes home. She just basically has a breakdown and yell, just yells at him about everything. Yep. Like, how can you want to be with me? About, like, you're so dumb you didn't even see that there are all these other men involved. Mm-hmm. Like, you're such a... Patsy, basically. Well, she said that he's the laughing stock of the town, basically. So then she runs out and runs back to the island, and he seems to have some sort of slow realization over his face. That something is afoot? Something is afoot. Watson! And a miss. Something is afoot! (laughs) She goes home, and Grandpa Parent Trap already knows what's going on, because of course he does. Yeah. He knew way early. Yeah, he knew in the beginning. And she's like, I've got to tell you something, Freddie. And he's like, I believe I know what you want to tell me, Katie. And yep. She's like, oh. What? What? 
he didn't he doesn't understand how it happened and she just says i didn't think i just let it happen which seems pretty true like yeah, people were like you're pat you're married to bill have fun right and she <laughs> thought she was gonna have the happy life mm-hmm. that she w- missed out on yeah because she's only to find out that pat ruined that life yeah <laughs> Ugh. it's crazy it is it's a crazy. very weird twist it is Kate goes to Bill's special place that he showed her in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then he runs up the hill, and they see each other in the distance, and then they run to each other. Because mm-hmm. he screams, he says, Katie, right? Katie! Yeah, he goes, Katie! And then, and then they run to each other, and then embrace, and he says, and she's like apologizing, and he says, you've suffered so much for both of us. And then they love each other, and then they kiss. The he end. said, I always loved you, right? Yeah, something Didn't like he? that. Which was f- kind of funny, because when he thought he was talking to Pat, he told Pat he didn't love Katie ever. Yeah. So Katie thought that he never loved her, because she made a comment about that, that he never really mm-hmm. loved me. But as it turns out... He didn't know how he loved her, he, well, I, I, I guess. Th- I think he was telling Pat that, because that's what you tell your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I never loved her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean when she was, when he thought Katie was Pat, he was telling yes, her that she never that loved he Katie. he never loved yeah. her. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's a happy ending. Bill and Katie run off together into the... And then roll the credit. No, nope, there are no credits at the end of this movie because they roll <laughs> credits in the beginning in the 40s. <laughs> yeah. It's just over. The it end. just ends. Yeah. The end. So it's interesting because I guess a stolen life could be interpreted... In a couple different ways in this movie. That Pat stole Katie's life? In, yeah, initially. Or that Katie tried to steal Pat's life later? Right. Because I actually thought that it was going to be the other way around, where in the beginning, like I wasn't expecting him to fall in love with Pat, and then them, they're the ones that are going to get married. Right. I thought it was going to be Pat pretending to be Katie for like the whole movie, but it, no. and her like... Yeah seducing him and marrying him and like katie getting her whole life fucked over no nope. but it was so different than what i expected so it was and you made a comment about how curmudgeon only drew things that were kind of picasso-ish mm-hmm. that's his name right curmudgeon yeah okay um <laughs> sure <laughs> can't remember it was a weird name Kamuk or something Kamuk. yeah <laughs> okay yeah exactly so Kamuk drew a very very nice portrait of her in her memory after he found out katie had died oh, oh he also made a comment to pat about how he really liked katie although yeah. he didn't really show it that well yeah i thought it was weird i thought they were gonna end up together i did too and i was even though i made fun of him a lot i'm kind of disappointed that didn't happen yeah because I don't know, how do you be with someone who looks exactly the same and screwed you over so much and not, like, bring those feelings into your new relationship, you know? That's true. Because, like... I thought you were going to go somewhere else. Oh. And I was going to be like, well, when you marry somebody, you know, you're always with that person and they're always going to look the same. Maybe they get a little (laughs) older looking, but, you know, it's not like you can just change. But it's like you look, because you have bad associations with someone that looks a certain way. And then if you see that person all the time, it's really hard to separate I don't them. think she had the bad associations for Bill. I think it was all forced at Pat. No, no, I mean him having the bad associations with her. Oh, sure. Of him being rude? No, no, no. I'm talking about Bill marrying, going from Pat to Katie. Okay. And he has all of these bad feelings from Pat cheating on him a bunch. 
and bringing that into his new relationship with Katie. But Katie would have never done that. I know, but it's like you still carry those feelings when you look at that person. And they look the same, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to separate it. Because, yeah, that's a thing like in, um, this is a very silly example, but in Friends, there's an episode where Phoebe and her twin sister Ursula, which right. is a gag they play on the show a lot, which I uh-huh. will probably do at some point just because yep. it's funny. Maybe we'll do this episode, but um, Ursula's or Phoebe's dating this Sean Penn, who's um ends up being he. We find out later that she was dating blah, that he was dating Ursula, right? And so then he's all confused. He thinks it's Ursula, and then it's not Ursula. I don't know. It's a whole thing, and then he gets mad that it's not Ursula, but then he hates Ursula. And he brings those feelings onto Phoebe the whole time. And right. It's very... It's, and a, it's just a big mess. It's a crazy mess. And it just doesn't work out because he just can't separate the fact that she's not Ursula from... Because they look so similar. Her. Yep. Any fun facts for us? <laughs> oh, yeah. So the negligee, as they put it, which yes. I would call the giant potato sack nightgown. It was see-through. Was that it? Makes was it, it, though? That makes it a negligee. Yeah, you could see her clothing behind it. Okay. Well, it was still ugly. <laughs> it was just floor length. You he, know. he bought it for... Back then, people had, you know, restraint. <laughs> <laughs> restraint? That's silly. Yeah. That negligees now barely cover your shoulder. They, yeah. It's more like a scarf. <laughs> Isn't a negligee just in, like a nightgown, like lingerie? I don't know. I'm not a girl. I don't know. I don't wear a negligee because I'm not in the 40s. <laughs> there you go. Um... So it cost in the movie sixty nine, nice fifty, <laughs> which would be the equivalent of eight hundred and fifty three dollars in twenty sixteen. That is an expensive see through thing. That's an unnecessarily expensive sack. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a sack. It looked like a sack. You're making it see. I see a lacy looking, you know, uh, uh, you know, not opaque fabric. And you're making it sound like a potato sack that you would use in the potato sack race. Basically, that's what it was. No, it wasn't, though. (laughs) (laughs) It was not flattering is what I would is what I'm going to say. It was in the 40s. I would not use that to seduce my man if I was going to do that. Well, you know, (laughs) now people would just think you're weird. I guess. Um. So there was some behind-the-scenes drama going on when Uh this movie was being made. Why? Was it drama? Okay, so... Sorry, I'm trying to read through what I (laughs) (laughs) copy-pasted. Preparation. So it was... (laughs) I did a lot of preparing, and then I just was tired last night. So Betty Davis was a star of the First Order with a duality about her persona which mm-hmm. was serially and successfully exploited by writers and directors throughout her career. A Stolen Life occupies a very special place in the Davis world. Mm-hmm. It was the only one of her films that she herself produced under BD Productions. She had had a very public legal spat with Warner Brothers in the 1930s mm-hmm. and set a precedent among actors fighting the restrictions and payment of their studio contracts. Um, she lost the case um, but people encouraged uh, Warner Brothers to rehire her under apparently more favorable conditions, although she still found herself in demeaning roles. Mm-hmm. Her loss, both legal and financial, was famous, but it paved the way for future production successes among actors. 
She fearlessly went on to on suspension many times in order to achieve the role she wanted and won two Academy Awards. Her feisty persona became authenticated through her performances, and she was always associated with the role of the independent woman. A Stolen Life was her sole production venture, and as much and as such warrants. Oh, sorry, this was part of an analysis. As <laughs> such warrants analysis. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you, blogger. Or maybe it was Wikipedia. I don't remember. I was reading through some of the little fun things about things, and it. The fun things about things. Well, oh, thank you, offscreen.com, which is where I copy-pasted that from. Oh, very nice. Uh, it's, uh, you know, back in that time, you sort of got hired by a studio, Warner Brothers, whatever, you know, Columbia, whatever the picture place was. And then they basically, you, you got paid so much, and I think you basically had to work for them until they, you paid it back. Mm-hmm. Maybe like you, they they made a profit back from you at, at some point. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know I, how it all works. I just it's been in it's been in movies where they you know people doing that like for uh, the beginning of the rain. You know how they work oh, for yeah. whatever the movie theater or the movie production place was. I can't remember, but it's interesting. So basically, you're saying she pioneered the change of relationship between the studio and actors that yeah. actors get to uh enjoy today yeah she got to help them get real payments for their work now studios just buy the movies up they don't actually own the actors they own the content which is why you can't have x-men in any of the marvel movies <laughs> <laughs> that's fine there's too many marvel people right now we don't need any more yeah um yeah it must also be why like I don't know if there's like an agent system back then either, because if you didn't want to be in demeaning roles as she maybe thought she was, uh-huh. maybe having an agent system and not being owned by a studio would have prevented maybe that kind of thing too. Wasn't her co-star in this movie a actor owned by a different studio, but she insisted that they get him, so they had to pay the other studio to have him in this film? Maybe. I believe he was. That would be H. B, G, was uh, I think he was Columbia. Oh yeah, yeah, I see that now. After seeing a secret screen test, they gave in and let and paid Columbia to have him to loan him out for the film. Yep, that's crazy, isn't it? He was owned by Columbia, but Warner Brothers got him for a little while. It's kind of like Sony and Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> she she later did a remake. Air quote. Of the same storyline in 1964's Dead Ringer, which I think is on our list it to is do on sometime. Our list. So, um, I, and we I, won't spoil. Yeah, I was like, but in that version, just there's kidding. There's uh, things, yeah, <laughs> things, uh, things are a little different. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to actually try to match these two up and see where the story, how it changed it a little bit, because mm-hmm. it's supposed to be the exact same film premise. Minus this one change. Yeah, which I just spoiled myself for. Oops. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fun. Yeah. So did you like it? Did you like going back in time? Yeah, I like uh I like old timey stuff. I'm all about that old timey. That's good. Old timey jam. I've been watching Mad Men recently, so I'm kind of in an old timey mood. Ah that old not so old timey show, but about old timey situations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, it's set in the 1950s. 
Yeah, it's set there, not done there. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. It's still Which nice it's period. probably a little more risque than nice you would have gotten. Nice period piece. There is quite a lot of sex in it, yes. Okay. Um, what's our double count? Two. <laughs> wow, Holy that was easy. Moly. Twins. Twins. Twins, eh? So you can... Uh, you can follow, follow us, us on, on Twitter. Twitter, at C-double-pod, S-E-E-D-O-U-B-L-E-P-O-D. Yep. And please, we would love somebody to throw out a suggestion for something for us to cover. I mean, we have a, a lot of them, but we do. if you want anything specifically to do immediately, let us know. Yeah, because we're like, you know, that sail in that storm. We're ripped right now. and We're sort of just flapping around trying to figure out what we want. But, you know, if people want we us to actually... We have a schedule. What are you talking about? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, you know, it's like, what are we doing next? And it's like we sort of just throw the dart at the dartboard. So if yeah, you really, so really, many. really, really want us to cover something, email us at cdoublepodcast at gmail.com. Good job. And I'm sorry, Stacy. Even if you suggest Orphan Black, Orphan Black and BSG are on a schedule. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow Stephanie on Instagram at, at Steph, Steph plus, verb. plus Verb. And uh, until next time, I'm Stephanie Kretz. And I'm Bradford Barth. Thank you for listening. Bye.